25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West. Right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. And just like that, we are on the air. Roger, we made yes, it. Sir. We made it. <laughs> That's some fast engineering right there. That's some fast engineering, buddy. And all it was was a push of a button, wasn't it? Got, got to know which button, though. That's it. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. And that's what you should get everywhere. Unfortunately, you don't get it everywhere. But you do get friendly service, fast service with Farm Bureau. And you get fast service at ESPN 105.9 The Zone in Jackson. If Roger is your producer, and Roger, is there an engineer that we should shout out right here? Well, yes. George, yeah, George Thomas, our chief engineer. Wait, the George Thomas? The guy, <laughs> yeah. the guy who yeah. started Wendy's? No, that's Dave Thomas. Oh, that's Dave Thomas. Okay. Right. George Thomas. George, shout out to you for getting us on the air, buddy. So we got here late. And let me tell you this. There are some people. Let me tell you how sports listenership, sports radio listenership goes, Roger. You know this. I'm kind of preaching to the choir if I tell you. There's about a certain percentage of people out there who are angry that now they can't hear Stephen A. Smith and that they have to hear me. And then there's another percentage of people that are right now thanking God. <laughs> right now, it's uh, it's all, it's all good for us. Uh, they're they're all they're all turned their radios on the, back on. On the text line, look at here. Here's a yeah. text on the text line from Miko. It says, "Thank God," and and look, he he means the real God. You know, he capitalized God. It's not just facetiously. He's actually thanking God. <laughs> He says, for you, Matt and Roger, I had to turn the radio off from all that yelling from Stephen A. Smith. He was already yelling. I mean, the guy wasn't on for like five minutes. He starts out that way. And this says, my gosh, thank you. I was afraid we were going to be stuck with screaming Stephen A. (laughs) Three hump camel. Thank you for stopping Stephen A. from screaming at me. In the first five minutes, he starts screaming at you. (laughs) And look, on Twitter, the real C, Collins. Thank goodness, man. Was about to roll the dial over. <laughs> okay, look, we're Don't back. Don't do that. No, no, Don't no. do that. Welcome into the show. Uh, and, and here's the most important text of all. In all of that, in case you're just tuning in, show got started just a few minutes late. Over the weekend, there was a little power burst, and one little button gets thrown out of whack. Roger and, and not Dave Thomas, but George Thomas went in there and fixed it. Thank goodness and got us in the air. But it was a few minutes after... Most people kind of expect the show to get going. And uh, me too. Roger too. Roger was acting quickly and got us on. But buddy, that would I'll have been say- a funny video if people seen seen me running down the 
down the hall here. I would give anything. Grace does not. A, <laughs> the only grace I got is from God. Roger, I, I would have given anything for like a hidden camera. Surely there's a security camera or something there that has video of that because I want to see it. I know one thing. People sure move over. <laughs> Roger's running down the hall. And here's the thing. If you've ever been to the radio station where Roger works, WRKS, the hallways are not very big. They are maybe the narrowest hallways I've ever walked through. <laughs> and I can only see Roger, whose shoulders are about this wide, running through there at 90 miles an hour. Get out of the way! Like... Uh, <laughs> Like uh, Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura. Move it, sister! <laughs> Big man moving fast. Roger, did you say that to anyone? Please tell me you did. Move it, sister! No, I, I didn't do that. Everybody, everybody <sighs> wisely moved over. That's great. No, here's the most important text I got during all of that. My mother, Susan Wyatt, listening in Wetumpka, Alabama, sent me a text at 12.05, and it said, Are you okay? Radio show not on. And there's like eight different question marks in that text. <laughs> like, like you, Apparently you are expected to notify her when things are not exactly <laughs> according to code there. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm going to try something new today, Roger, and because it is football season. Uh, I'm streaming. Now i got to turn it down. i got to make sure we mute it here. Uh, I am streaming this on my Facebook page, okay, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. And so there are comments coming in. I am not trained and attuned to monitoring Facebook comments live, and I'm going to try to, you know, monitor it just the same way we do the text line. And so we'll see what we get. Several people on there also. Dorothy on Facebook said, thank God nobody wants to hear Stephen A. Man. Note to self, I need to probably have a, a better backup plan than Stephen A. in the future. <laughs> Roger. People Maybe we'll, we'll shift some uh, mic in that other guy. What if, really, do we, it, it, seriously, we from, <laughs> well, I was just going to say from an ESPN standpoint, is there a certain thing you have to do like that in case of emergency, or can we just do kind of whatever we want? Well, we, we, may, we probably are supposed to do something, but we just do what we want. Yeah. But I have, uh, you know, I have to have access to the programming, so I can usually time shift you know morning show around that's ah that's yeah. fairly non-objectionable sure well i was thinking that you know what if we just we had the people who hated levitard too oh and really some people yeah loved i can him. see that you know, sure love or hate yeah. love or hate well and it's really that way with any show you know i have there are people out there who you know cannot stand the idea of even listen you know listening to one minute of me on the radio um and there are other people that will tell me how great i am Jack Crystal, let me tell you a story, and then we're going to talk football, okay? Jay Perry. Roger, you know who Jay Perry is? The name is familiar. Yeah, I bet it is. Jay is our sideline reporter oh, yeah. for Mississippi State games on the radio. Neil Price, the play-by-play, I do color, and Jay's sideline. He's also on the football staff. Great guy. Born and raised in Starkville. Um, got his law degree. Went into lawyering, and now he's doing something much more fun. And he's on the radio with us. Jay, though, before he went to law school, when he was in college at Mississippi State, he tells a story that he wanted to get into broadcasting then. He knew he wanted to in some capacity. And so he sought out Jack Crystal, the Jack Crystal, 
for advice. I've since learned that's the kind of person Jay is. Jay Perry is the kind of person that there's nobody he shouldn't approach if he has a question. <laughs> He'd be a great reporter. Um, he's He can talk to anyone and make friends with anybody. Anyway, he goes up to Jack Crystal, and he said he asked for advice, you know, about broadcasting and getting into it and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he said Jack Crystal gave him this advice. Just remember, some people will walk up to you and tell you that they don't like the way you call a game. And some people will tell you that you are the best broadcaster they've ever heard. And just remember this. None of them know what the heck they're talking about. <laughs> that was Jackson. I've heard that story, yeah. I may have told you that before, but anyway. That's a great line. Isn't great. it great? And and it, if you knew Jack, it was the language was a little more colorful in the way that he would drive home the point as opposed yeah, to what I, I did. But. Remember that for my... I think I interviewed him a time or two. Yeah. And with that, Roger, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Ah, the thermos is full uh, with coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany that I roasted. Uh, well, I didn't roast it. They roasted it just a couple weeks ago. I ground it this morning in the grinder, and uh, away we go. Okay. Here's what uh, we need to get into today. First up. Keaton Thompson, the quarterback at Mississippi State, announced that he's going to transfer. Or I, I, Let me take that back. I, I worded that wrong. He didn't announce it. It just came out on Friday, like late Friday afternoon, Roger, that uh, he was in the transfer portal. Somebody reported that. I think it's a big story, and I'm going to tell you why coming up. No, frankly, if you're listening to this, unless you ask me, if you ask me this question on the – Divinity Equipment phone, which I'll pull the phone line up over here. If you ask me about Andrew Luck and him deciding to retire and the fans booing and all that, then we'll get into it. Otherwise, I don't plan to because here's my thing. is As a sports fan, you are not going to be able to get away from that story anywhere. And for me, I'm not a Colts fan. I don't know too many Colts fans. Also, to me, that whole story is just so silly and preposterous that anybody would have a care in the world whether or not he retires. So I'll let other people handle that, unless you just ask me a question and want me to address it. I'll stay away from that. Um, but Keaton Thompson leaving Mississippi State certainly is a big story here locally. The other thing that you have today is press conferences going on. This is game week. We're going to play football, meaningful football. State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Alcorn State, Jackson State, everybody this weekend. And so we're going to talk about that and preview some games. To help us do it, Patrick McGee, who you heard from last week, does the best job that I know of covering Southern Miss. Patrick is going to be on the show. And we'll talk about Southern Miss, Alcorn State. That's a season opener this weekend in Hattiesburg. Brett Norsworthy, who is the pregame, postgame voice for Ole Miss, on the Ole Miss Radio Network. Brett's going to be on the show and help us preview Memphis versus Ole Miss. They're going to have that game in the Liberty Bowl Stadium up there on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. And I'm going to take your phone calls. The Divini phone, 995-1059, 601-995-1059. Also, um, you can text the show, 
885-ESPN. If you're watching on Facebook, you got a number right there on the screen. See, right there at the bottom, right over my shoulder, those are the numbers. Uh, take a s- screenshot, save it in case you forget them. That's one way to do it. Text me again, 885-ESPN. And then also, uh, you can tweet me, at Radio Wyatt. That's me on Twitter. And Tom on Twitter says, Will you have Joe Moorhead's press conference coming up at 1230? I'll play you a little bit of that. I sure will. Um, we'll have to hit the time right because, you know, it usually goes on 10, 15 minutes, but being the opener, being that Keaton Thompson is in the transfer portal, unless there's a big update on that, you know, it could go longer, I would think, just because of, you know, the possibility of getting a lot of questions. Uh, but, Tom, I'll try to tune into that. We'll put it up here on the iPad. I'll run it in there for you. Kind of we'll hear what it sounds like uh, coming up. I'm, I'm pretty certain that Matt Luke – had his press conference earlier today and uh, we'll try to grab some audio of that but again if you tuned in right at the top of the hour you can tell it was um a little bit of an unceremonious begin to the show so uh it might take us a little bit to get that in there plus we got a couple of guests coming up so all of that we'll try to get all of that in for you here as best we can on what is monday of game week hallelujah the text line, Res Dog, text the show at 885-ESPN and says, I'd rather listen to a Chris Brooks replay about nothing than have to listen to Stephen A. Smith. Mm. <laughs> listen for a minute now. Hold on. I like Chris's show. I'm not just saying that because they're on before this show if you listen live in Jackson during the middle of the day. I like their show. I think it's good. In fact, I was tweeting back and forth on Friday night with Chris because I went to Vicksburg. What's up, Vicksburg? It was great to see y'all in Vicksburg this past weekend. It really was. Got to go to the Red Carpet Bowl. Roger, I told you I was going to the Red Carpet Bowl. You get wet over there? No, I avoided the rain. Good for you. We hit the timing just right. But let me tell you something, brother. We pulled up at Warren Central High School just in time for the final game of the evening, a little after 8 o'clock, Warren Central versus Holmes County Central kicking off. Holmes County Central was a top-10 team. You hear me? And Warren Central unranked. Warren Central shut them out and won the game. Wow. But we parked just under the bleachers on the visitor side, basically, over by the field house. Because we're VIP. We had a parking pass. That's how we roll. <laughs> but I got out. And when I opened the door, the Holmes County Central Band was playing Old Town Road. And it was blaring. And they were fantastic. And my eight-year-old daughter started dancing. They may have lost the game, but their band didn't lose anything. They were great. A bunch of big upsets in high school football. It was a great weekend last weekend. And it's about to be a great one this weekend as well. All right, so coming up next, Mississippi State versus Louisiana. Keaton Thompson is transferring. What does it all mean? Let's get your questions, your comments. Y'all call me, we'll talk. That's coming up next in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
Back on the show. I'm sitting here pecking away at this iPad, Roger, trying my darndest to be in a position to stream a little bit of this Joe Moorhead press conference. But, you know, far be it from me to complain about some organization, Roger, that is in a certain way kind of an employer of yours. There's the music back again. <laughs> no, and I don't say that they're like... You got all kind of things going haywire in here, man. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Well, as long as you hear, you hear me okay, Roger? Oh, yeah, we're good now. Okay. I, I just uh, lost control of my board for a minute. It wasn't responding. Really? And then when it did, that's, that's when it went away. <laughs> it was like one of those cartoons, like uh, an actual board comes to life, starts hitting you over the head on its own, <laughs> you know, lost like. control of your board. Um no, I'm actually, you know, working with this new ESPN app. You know, I have, and everybody has been spoiled by the Watch ESPN app the last several years. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you'd have the, oh, yeah. and we'd promote that. We'd say, you know, watch the so-and-so baseball, the state versus Ole Miss baseball game on the Watch ESPN app. Well, I don't know if anybody, you know, has missed it by now because it happened several months ago, but they've completely done away with the Watch ESPN app. And now you just have to have the ESPN app, the same one you used to get scores on and all that, and that's where you're supposed to stream everything from. But I got news for them. That thing it was not ready for rollout. I promise you that. Because it does not work nearly as well as the old one did. And so we'll get to it a little bit later. The big news uh, coming out on Friday ahead of Mississippi State versus Louisiana this Saturday, August 31st, in the Superdome was that Tommy Stevens announced starting quarterback. They named him the starting quarterback at Mississippi State. And then within, like before COB closed the business, we got news that Keaton Thompson's name popped up in the transfer portal, which for all intents and purposes means see ya. He's going elsewhere. And I think that um, it's probably what's best for him. Now, there are people that are state fans looking at that going, well, how could Matt say that? How could he say that a player leaving state is what's best? Here's what I'm saying. It's not what's best for Mississippi State. What would be best for state is if Keaton Thompson stuck around and uh, played this year. He could potentially take every snap. All it takes is one sprained ankle for Tommy Stevens, the new guy, and Keaton be running the show. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff that they planned on working him in there. Joe Moorhead, when he had Tommy Stevens at Penn State, they played two quarterbacks on the field at the same time a lot. They did that last year with Keaton, so I'm sure that's part of the deal. No, what's best for State would be if Keaton Thompson stuck around. Sure, because if he leaves, doesn't play this year, you're down to a freshman as your backup. And again, all it takes is one shot to the ankle of Tommy Stevens, and you're playing a freshman. But here's what I meant. And Chase, I'm going to come to you on the phone line. Here's what I meant. It's what's best for Keaton Thompson. Keaton has two years of eligibility remaining in college football. He has not used a red shirt, which means he could technically be somewhere for three more years. If Keaton stayed at state 
and redshirted this year. Didn't play any more than those four games. Redshirted. He'd still have two years remaining to play. But he knows that even if he stays, then this coming spring and next fall, he's going to be in a quarterback competition with Garrett Schrader, who's the freshman who's getting better, who every time Joe Moorhead talks about him, he raves about him. Keaton is looking at this like he can transfer now, because of the rules, he can transfer now to a div- another Division I school, maybe a Power Five school. He would sit out this season per rules if you transfer D1 to D1, but it would count as his redshirt year, and then he'd have two years to play wherever that is after that. If he stays at state, they're not going to redshirt him. You, you, you're not going to redshirt your backup quarterback. He's going to play a bunch of football this year. He knows that. Now, I say all of that, and they may very well have right now have a Joe Moorhead press conference going on, and he says he's decided to change his mind. And if that's the case, then as State fans, you'll do a backflip, and you should. But if he decides to stick with it and transfer, then you're not going to be able to argue that it isn't what's best for him. That's all I'm saying. Said I wasn't going to talk about Andrew Luck unless you wanted to, and somebody wants to. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America, right here at home, Madison and Jackson. Divinity Equipment, big, small, all things in between, and the kind of people that you want to do business with at Divinity, I promise you that. Divinity phone is 995-1059. 601-995-1059. Chase, hanging on the Divinity phone. What's up, Chase? How you doing today, Matt? Man, I'm just right. What's up? That's, that's awesome. All right, well, I haven't been able to listen to much of the radio lately, so I don't know if anyone's even brought this up. But most don't know that Andrew Luck's dad is Oliver Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very powerful man. Um, he's been ADs at football-driven schools. I believe he was even on the playoff committee. And he happens to be Vince McMahon, CEO of the XFL, coming up next year. So uh, what do you think the chances are that Luck is going to basically sit this year out, turn around, and be the face of the XFL next year? Um, I don't give it a very high chance. I just think he's sick of it all, period. But do you think there's a chance that that has anything to do with it? Um, And, um, again, is this not the most, I guess, uh, the biggest retirement in the middle of someone's prime since Barry Sanders? I think it would be. It is. And uh, I just wanted to know what you thought about Oliver Luck. Yeah, uh, great call, Chase. Thank you. And I appreciate you listening and calling on the Divinity phone. Listen, um, it is the biggest just out-of-nowhere retirement since um, Barry Sanders. No question about that. The thing of this whole XFL deal, yes, his dad's involved with that. I could I could much easier see Andrew Luck going into like management or coaching in this new league in the XFL to be around the game, um, make some money doing it, whatever you're not – going through the injury stuff, heal up. 
there's just a 0% chance that he's pulling some kind of stunt to get out of the NFL and go play in the XFL. It's just an absolute... I mean, there's just no chance of that being the case. Now, because of the injuries and he's having to hang it up and doesn't want to go through it anymore because of all that, walk away from football, go coach in your dad's league, go be a GM in your dad's league, go, I don't know, into marketing, (laughs) broadcasting in the XFL. Okay, those things make a little more sense, I think. All right, check it out. Um, Here's what we have. I'm going to cut into Joe Moorhead. He's having a press conference right now at this very moment. The first one of game week of 2019. I'm going to let you hear some of the audio. But first, a word from sponsors. Oh, and he, they just told us to answer your questions. Somebody text in and ask this. Cowbells are not allowed or not going to be allowed in the Superdome for this game. I repeat, cowbells are not going to be allowed. When Joe Moorhead heard that in the press conference from the SID, he said in front of everybody, what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> if it lasts long enough, we'll come back. We'll listen in to just a little bit of Joe Moorhead here on the show. Matt Wyatt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. The Matt Wyatt Show. Roger, you got me. Um, let's see. What is that? The band has the name of a state in it. The band name. The name Georgia Satellites. Georgia Satellites. (laughs) You'll have to help me. I'm not familiar. So keep your hands to yourself. Oh yes. Tell me no lies and keep your hands to yourself. That's a great song. That's a great one, Roger. I like it. Slid one by you. I like it. <laughs> little uh, little variation every now and then. Atta boy. All right. Back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents you can deal with one-on-one. One of the greatest quotes... We've had in a long time from a coach's press conference that is going on right now. He just said it just a second ago. Joe Moorhead, coach at Mississippi State, said, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. <laughs> that is great. Isn't that great? Yeah, we we got to get that on a button. Yeah, we'll get it. Let's tune in right now. Live in Starkville, Joe Moorhead at the podium. All back on those things that maybe not be as precise in the details of it and, and what I've seen throughout camp and you know heading into practice week is a maturation and an understanding of the, of the details you know where maybe in the past he would not you know change a protection thinking he could get the ball out if it wasn't picked up or maybe not go through his reads and kind of improvise uh, he still has the 
improvisational skills, but but he's uh, he's he's doing a much better job understanding the scheme and, and how it uh, how it affects his decision making and, and, and his productivity. I don't think his passing's ever um, that, that's never been an issue. He's always been a guy that could throw the ball well, very accurately. I think what you're seeing, like I said, is an increased understanding of the scheme and where to go with the ball and why. And when that's the case, usually you're, you're gonna. Uh, you know, have the type of camp, camp that he had. Coach, I'm not, not sure you would try it this year or if you have, uh, will try it here at Mississippi State, but what's your opinion on a two-quarterback system and have you ever done that as a coordinator and just your thoughts on that? Two in the game at the same time or rotating quarterbacks? No, I, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan, nor, nor have I done that. Maybe by quarter, I could think maybe back to Akron, we did that a tiny bit. But I think having played the position, you know, and, and people, some people have done it successfully, but I don't feel like you can ever have the guy get in a groove. Now, you can have two in a game at the same time. That's a, a different deal, but I'm not a fan of rotational quarterback play. Steve? Update on uh, Alan Love or Kareem Walker and their standing right now. Uh, Kareem will find out uh, by, by what is it, Monday, very, either tomorrow or the next day. And uh, Alan Love's initial uh, uh, appeal was denied, and now we're, we're on the second stage of it. When you've got a guy like like Allen, that is kind of the initial, initial waiver was denied, and now it's been appealed. I guess that's the best way to say it. When you've got a guy like that, especially the position of need, where he's kind of in limbo, how difficult is that to kind of manage reps and things like that, and get him ready in case he could play, but at the same time, maybe hold him back a little bit because some other guys may need those reps. Yeah, I think that's the one spot on the defensive line where we may not have a Jeffrey or a Braxton right now. We certainly have talented players, but we're gonna we're gonna have to win and perform with numbers in there. And uh, you know certainly, once you've you know during during camp it was a little bit different where you can rotate guys through there. But now when you're limiting the number of guys who are taking reps with the ones and twos, you know really to, to four or five guys on the inside, I don't think you can uh, you know utilize those reps on someone you're not sure they're going to play. So he's down working with the scout team until we get another word. And you know if and when he's cleared, knock on knock on wood. Hopefully when then we can uh, talk about getting him into the rotation. You got a great hat collection. <laughs> uh, any update on Tommy Champion status since the arrest last week or anything? Tommy like Champion? Yeah. No, that discipline will be handled internally. No change to Tommy status. And suspensions still Friday, Saturday, poor game. Suspension, suspensions for yeah, like, Friday, like Bill's Saturday, mentioned, still. any kid who's not going to you know play in the game for any reason will be that information will be divulged on Saturday. Coach, obviously back to the defensive line and, and moving James Jackson. Back to defense, you had mentioned earlier that was a position where you needed depth and he yeah. was needed more there. How did James kind of take that conversation when you approached him, I guess, after spring practice about it? James, he's an awesome team guy. He's like the is it Lionel Richie or Commodore. He's easy like Sunday morning. He Whatever you tell him, offense, defense, I think if you ask him to play special teams, he'd do that. But I think the, the part where he was, I want to say upset, that I think he had seen so much progress on the offensive side of the ball and thinks he has a future there. Uh, you know, we told him this is what we need him to do. and. You know, he had good experience there under, uh, you know, last season. So I, I think more than anything with, uh, you know, Daryl being the starter at center and, and the backup center not getting as many reps or opportunities during the course of a game as a rotational position like defensive line, I think he saw the ability for him, him individually and for him to be able to affect the game in a positive manner that there was a better opportunity for him on, on defense this year. So he was excited about it. All right. So that's uh, tuning into a little bit of the press conference that's going on uh, in Starkville right now. What we'll do is 
continue to keep an eye on it. Uh, they usually wrap that thing up within about 10 minutes and then on to their normal Monday. But you're going to get that throughout the year. As fans, you're already educated. I can tell that because you're already asking for it. When we showed up, hey, we're going to get some of the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> they were especially with the developments that happened over the weekend. That's it. I mean, think about the day that Joe Moorhead had on Friday, Roger. <laughs> right? So news comes down from they call they that again. Keep on coming. He's got to be thinking. They call it a negotiated resolution. Okay, so we're getting the details of the negotiated resolution that hits the the public on Friday morning at like eleven a.m. Twenty four hours earlier, they had announced that Tommy Stevens was the starting quarterback. By the way, Stevens was one of five guys that his teammates voted as team captain. So I'd say he's fitting in pretty well. His teammates voted him to be a captain. Um, it was interesting what he said there about any player who's not going to be playing, that information will be yeah, released on Saturday. So what if they're not playing because they're, they're missing one of their games that they got to miss? Well, that, that's the point is, I think, and I'll put it this way. When I started to hear those rumors, Roger, I kind of reached out to some of the people who it's their responsibility to communicate with media people in a media capacity. And that's what I was told is, listen, you guys know this, that in the past, we would tell you basically on game day if there was a suspension or if someone was sitting out a game or if there was a just he's held out or he's not dressed out. And that's true. That's true. Going back as far as I can remember, they would come to us on Saturday and officially like somebody would walk in the booth and say, listen, uh, this guy's hurt or this guy's changed his jersey number and this guy and this guy are not dressed out with the team today and a lot of times that's all you get <clears throat> and so basically what they're saying is we're going to do that again this week is in terms of anybody not participating in the game we will get a list of players not participating in the game on Saturday before the game it would be consistent with what they've done in the past. It's just, I think a lot of it, the reason for it is not, obviously not consistent with things in the past because it's not just a one-game thing or whatever. Uh, Fluffy Bottoms on the text line says, Tennessee hit another snag. Cornerback Bryce Thompson arrested, charged with domestic assault on Saturday. Is this episode an apology for how Tennessee's season will likely disappoint predictions once again? Look, I saw that. I'm thinking, man, they can't get anything to go right at Tennessee. Starting cornerback beat somebody up on Saturday night, arrested, and now he's suspended indefinitely. Todd, on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. What's up, Todd? Uh, not too much, Matt. Um, my question is, does Dan Mullen get any kind of slap on the wrist for what has happened up at State the last years? Yeah, no. No, that's just the, the straight to the point answer. It's like, you know, the in this particular case, there's no coach who's responsible or directly responsible. It's not like a coach went out here and committed an NCAA violation, therefore he gets a penalty, you know, a show cause penalty. <laughs> um, it's not that kind of deal. So it's, it's strictly, 
the university hired that guy, not a coach or anybody else. Yeah, well, right. You talking about the tutor? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean that's the way they look at it. It doesn't matter like who did what. All that really matters in 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 terms of the penalty that's actually handed down is how the NCAA penalty structure looks at it. And the way they look at this is it's the school who had a part-time employee taking cash to take tests for athletes so that so A they're going to make the athletes ineligible and B there will be a fine or whatever, and you lose some recruiting days and recruiting stuff for the school. Yeah, and so they don't look at it as in any way connected to an individual coach. Just the way it is, right, okay. wrong, or indifferent. Yep, that's thank just you. The way. Yep, thank you. That's the way they look at it. Yeah, one of those things where, you know, no matter whose watch it happened on, right? It's kind of like Ole Miss getting zapped by the NCAA with penalties last year for stuff that happened – you know, five years before that, academically, yeah. Is what it is. All right. Hour number one is in the books. Holy cow, that went by fast. We only missed like five minutes of it, but man. Hour two coming up. We'll talk with Brett Norsworthy and preview Ole Miss and Memphis. That's coming up around the corner. Stick around in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 